Welcome to the Fancy Bread Podcast, where we talk all things restaurants. I'm one of your hosts, Adrian. I'm your other host, Ed. And today's service note of the day is going to be about long wait times. Let's paint the picture, shall we? Yeah. Have you ever gone to a restaurant at the time that your reservation is supposed to be? Let's say 8.15. And you probably are out of air 30 because, let's face it, you're late. And then suddenly, your table's not ready. And you're like, but Why? My reservation time was 15 minutes ago. My table should be ready. And they tell you, oh, your wait time is going to be about 45 minutes, maybe up to an hour. And you start to lose your shit. Mm. Well, let's talk about why those things happen in the first place. Mm -hmm. Now, we want to talk about restaurants where you make a reservation for. Because in simple terms, restaurants that you don't make a reservation for, and they, you arrive at the door and they tell you that you're going to have to wait an hour because... Well, the restaurant's busy. It's popular. People mm. are making a line. People got there before you. Right. What can you do other than wait or go somewhere else? Right. You know what's ironic about that? Check this shit out. It's like the whole exclusivity factor. Yes. It's not a new concept. A nightclub fits 100 people. There'll be 20 people inside and 60 people in line outside. That's just the way it is. They want to make it seem exclusive, but people will stand in line because they want to get in. So we're like, you want to go to a restaurant that's empty and you could get to, you know, sit down immediately, then go to one. You're never, you're never going to wait. You're going to sit down, you're going to eat. But no, people don't want to do that. People want to go to the exciting new restaurant, the busy restaurant. So it's part of the territory, right? And, you're going to wait. And not just that. They want to be there when it's packed. Oh yeah. They want to be there when they can make a scene. Right. You know that scene in the movies where... The, right. the beautiful girl shows up and everything goes in slow motion and the music starts. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. And then she just flows yeah. as she walks in and everybody just stops everything they're doing just to pay attention to that person walking in. Right. Everybody wants to have that. Everybody wants to be that moment. Everybody wants to be there at 8.30. And it could happen. 9 o'clock. And if you, if, if you make a reservation early enough, you can get it. Even at a busy restaurant, you know, if, if you have the the... the the fourth right to be like, okay, I'm going to make this a week in advance, a month in advance. Fine. But the amount of time with which you make a reservation, like the, the preparation with which you make it, is not directly correlated to everything going perfect. That just means that the restaurant acknowledges that you are going to come eat that night at a certain time window. That's the better way to put it. Your reservation is a window. Of the restaurant agreeing that they are going to give you a table. Not that that very moment the table is going to be there for you. Especially, like Adrian just said, if it's a restaurant that's busy, that's exciting, that's new and flashy. You want to deal with all that shit? You know? You got to deal with some of the repercussions. Sometimes your table is going to drag. Sometimes the people are that are sitting before you, which we'll get to in a sec, are going to make it so that your 830 reservation is not honored on the dime. Because let's talk about some issues. Yes. Some of the issues that people don't seem to understand cause you to wait and not be sat for your reservation time. Before we start with that, go ahead. I just want to answer everybody's questions. The number one reason why you go to a restaurant and you don't get sat at the time that you're supposed to? Let's say it at the same time. Let's say it on three. One, two, three. You. It is your fault that you are not getting sat 
at your reservation time. I'll give you an inside scoop. Because a restaurant, even if they penalize you, like a restaurant would be like, okay, make a reservation. If you don't come or if you don't cancel with a certain amount of time, we're going to charge you a certain amount of money per, you know, per guest. Even with that, people will make a reservation and say, fuck it, and not show up. Yeah. So in order for the restaurant to protect themselves, because you know, for the, the, the restaurant's livelihood, it is a business, restaurants will overbook. It's the nature of the business to compensate for all those you know, scumbags who make a reservation and don't show up. Mm-hmm. So what happens in a perfect storm scenario? The reservations all show up, right? Sometimes shit happens. So yes, for the most part, it is your fault as the guest for waiting. Why? Let's get into more detail. I have a concept that people don't seem to want to understand. A restaurant, in my opinion, is a place where you go to sit down, to be served, to eat your food, to drink your drinks, eat your dessert, and get the fuck up. Do not socialize at a restaurant after your experience is over, per se. I do not understand. I cannot wrap my fucking head around the idea of why people will sit down. They won't even look at their menus. They'll catch up for 15, 20 minutes. That is the main reason why you are waiting for that table to get up. But mind you, their experience drags for an extra 35 minutes because they sit down, they don't order, they don't look at their menus, they don't listen to their server, they're taking pictures, they go to the bathroom, they walk around, they're catching up. Fuck all of that. Man, you, you had so many things, you went to so many fingers, you had to start. Do you I'm angry. Times you all right. People don't seem to understand, you are the cause of the issue. Like I said, there are, you know, there are circumstances where the restaurant is at fault, but the majority of the issues that stem for you waiting for your reservation have to do with you. I did a bit of research. And apparently, this has escalated greatly since COVID, quote unquote, ended. People started going out a lot more. Right. They, they have this need, this urge to socialize. And what's the one thing that we all did through COVID more than anything else? Eat. Yo. <laughs> yeah. That's what we did the most. Yo, we spent a lot of time in, together on COVID, unfortunately. We got big during got COVID. Juicy. Time. We gained like this year. This this medium size shirt didn't we fit. Gained didn't like pay, didn't fit. Fifteen <laughs> pounds during COVID, and it was phenomenal. At a, at a time of my life. All due respect to people who suffered during COVID. Sorry about. Sorry about that. Honestly, I'm not trying to belittle anybody suffering or mitigate it at all. No, but we fucking ate a lot during COVID, bro. Mm. Learned a lot about food. Oh yeah. Getting back on track. Eating is one thing people did the most. Obviously, not everybody, but most. Right. And now going out and eating and socializing just became the norm. Also, after we reopened and clubs were closed and all these things were closed, the one thing that stood out was restaurants. And they kind of changed their environment a little bit more. They all became kind of like club-style restaurants. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, but the fancy ones. So they kind of provide this ambience, this experience. And people now get to dress up and go there and be part of the you know, the scene. Right. So we get that. But the one thing that people fail to understand is that restaurants are a timed experience. So is anything else. When you go to a movie theater and you finish watching the movie, the movie's done. You get up, you leave. You don't sit down there and hang out, go over the movie and review it. No, people need to come in, clean the place up, 
and have more guests come in so they can enjoy the same movie that you enjoyed. Right. You can do the same thing. You go to a roller coaster park. You pay your ticket. You wait in line. You sit on the machine. It goes. It stops. And you get off. Right. You let other people go. Unless, of course, you pay for those extra, extra, extra VIP passes that allow you a second ride. And then you get that. But then after that, you're done. Right. For our non-Puerto Rican fans, uh, Roller Coaster Park is also called a theme park. Yeah. That's the point. See, the people have people have a misconception that a restaurant is not a timed experience. It is a timed experience. Because think of it this way. We are here as servers, as restaurant workers, to take care of you. But the restaurant cannot exist if we only take care of you. So I don't understand why it's such a foreign concept to people that they are not the only fucking people in the restaurant. Yeah. And there's other people waiting. I tell people all the time, they get upset. I'm like, listen, I get it. Like, like in our restaurant, it's fast paced and it's small and it's popular. In, in layman's terms, yo, you got to go. Oh, but what the fuck? But this is not, listen, I get it. But yo, if you were waiting over there and I had people sitting here, I would tell these people that they got to go so that you can sit down. It's that simple. You know, I'm not trying to be a mediator here. I just want to fucking do my job, make my money and go home. Yeah. Don't make it more difficult than it has to be. But let's think, why would people think that way, right? I would say, or understand if someone has, it's the value that they put to their money. They would say, right. well, I'm spending a lot of money here, so I get to have whatever amount of time I get to do. And to that I say, everybody else who's also eating and dining there. Is also it's, spending it's also spending amount, the same amount of money as you are, or more, maybe even more. Yeah. Same thing. Let's say you go to your doctor. You say, oh, doctor, but I'm sick. I got to spend more time here with you until you make me. No. So is everybody else out there. So is everybody else out there. That's There's, right. You have to understand and be okay with the concept of other people. Now, we understand that it took a lot for perhaps for you to you know make that money, it, it does to me sometimes, it does to all of us, to say, all right, I'm going to spend X amount of money in this place for whatever special occasion it might be. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you are the owner of this place for as long as you want. Right. So let's, let's backtrack a little bit and go in what things guests can do to help mediate this, right? To help change right. it up a little bit. So for one... When you make a reservation, understand that restaurants now will ask you to confirm those reservation. They will either maybe give you a phone call or send you a text message or an email. It's important that you confirm that. Now, sometimes it's hard to do because let's say you're an international phone number, et cetera, mm. and you may not have that. Right. But some restaurants, when they send you that confirmation, if you don't confirm, they will drop you off the list. Like a bad habit, son. Because they say, oh, this person didn't confirm. We're a very busy restaurant. Everybody wants to be here. Mm -hmm. And you didn't pay an amount. So there's no way of us saying, oh, this person is going to show up. Maybe that person changed their mind. So confirmation is the first thing that you should do. Secondly, arrive on time. Or even better, try this one. Before your reservation time. Well, on time is early. Yes. So factor in the time that it takes you to get to the place. Imagine there's traffic. 
Also parking, which is a huge issue here in Miami. And then walk to the place. If they have valet or don't have valet, those are little things that you might want to figure out and arrive there before time. It's very likely that if you arrive to your 8.30 reservation at 8 or 8.15, that you won't have to be waiting a lot more. Right. And restaurants do have bars. If it's okay with you, you can always wait by the bar, have a drink, have a snack, relax. It has an ambience to it. I want to ask you this. Talk to me. Why does everyone want to eat from 8 to 10? Because that is the time where you're most likely going to have to wait for your table. It's prime eight time. 8 to 10, and depending on the restaurant, 8 to 11. It's prime time. It's, I mean, it's the, it's the concept of getting uh, the most ambiance. People don't want to eat early. They don't want to eat late. And just, you know, there's different markets. Like if uh, you're a town, for example, like Miami is a very late night town, right? We have clubs that are open 24 hours. We have bars that are open till 4 or 5 a.m. So that sweet spot is a bit further back in the night. And you correlate that sweet spot to when the restaurant is going to be at its peak, at its buzz. And like we said, people want to have that entrance moment they want to be part of that buzz so that's really well all it stems to because if if you live in an area if you live in a state or a city that's like you know no alcohol past 12 sold in stores you know everything closes at 2 a.m then people aren't going to go to restaurants at 11 p.m the sweet spot's going to be seven to nine it's all relative regardless it's the same philosophy in terms of people wanting to be part of the buzz but to go back a moment, because you didn't let me contribute. My apologies. Really quickly about how people spend money in a restaurant and feel like they own the restaurant. What they don't realize is, yes, you might be using your hard-earned money and you may feel like that entitles you to some sort of ownership, whether it be you know temporary. But all that more money gets you in a restaurant is nicer things. Like... That's the difference between a $1,000 bottle of wine and an $80 bottle of wine. However, I don't treat people differently based on how much money they spend. Because if you're spending money on a $1,000 bottle of wine or the $80 bottle of wine, regardless, you got to fucking go. It is what it is. Thank you for letting me express myself earlier. You're welcome. But piggybacking on that, that is true. We will treat you the same way. And we do kind of need you to go. However, some of the reasons that might back your time as to be sitting down, of course, you got there late, which is very rude, by the way. If you arrive to a restaurant an hour late, they expect to be seated right away. No, it's just not going to happen. We just, 15, you have 15 minute grace period time. After the 15 minutes you didn't show up, you're considered a walk in guest. It's an industry standard. It doesn't matter. You're considered or walking. 15 minutes. Unless you call and let them know I'm a little late. And even then, still that table got given to somebody else. So you're going to have to wait. That goes a long way, actually. Calling the restaurant and saying you're running late goes a long way. Goes a long way. Because remember, a lot of these rules are on paper per se, but they're not written in stone. There's a lot of wiggle room in these in these situations. And being considered and identified as as a courteous, charismatic guest will get you a long way. And part of that is if you are running late, because shit happens, 
is being courteous and calling the restaurant saying, this is my name. This is my time. I'm running a little late. I apologize. Long way. Yeah. Many things affect the time experience. So again, if you arrive late or other people arrive late and everybody gets sat around the same time window, that puts a lot of stress on the bar because all tickets go at the same time. And <sighs> what normally is supposed to be seven to 10 minute wait for your drink now becomes 10, 15 minutes. And now you're upset. Your drink is not here. Same thing with your appetizers. You take eight to 15 minutes, depending, of course, on the details around that appetizer. And then suddenly now your appetizer stayed in game 20 minutes. And you're asking, oh, what's going on? Whose fault is it? Is the kitchen like not good? No, it's because everyone sat at the same time and you're affecting the way that the, how you say, the cogs in the, in the machine? Cogs in the wheel. The cogs in the wheel. You're affecting how they're supposed to move. Because if everybody sat when they're supposed to, in the sections that they're supposed to, so that they can get the the right amount of service based mm. on the right amount of guests per, per server, and then the certain amount of tickets go in a timely manner to the kitchen, everything just flows. Right. But if you arrive late, if you decide to take longer in ordering, all these things, they affect the way those Every minute work. counts. Every minute counts. Everything is affected. And then suddenly you're, oh, I want to take my time. You're just, you're being inconsiderate to the people that are there after you. Or even worse, you say to yourself, oh, I had to wait 30 minutes to be sat. So I'm going to be here an extra 30 minutes now. Right. How does that help? Like an eye for an eye and everybody goes blind. People don't pay it forward. No, they don't pay you, it forward. You have to pay it forward. It's yeah. just part of how it works. So all these little details. So just be on time. Understand that this is a timed experience and allow yourself to be guided by the guy that you have. Right. If you go on a safari and they said, there's dangerous animals out there and you're like, oh, I'm just going to roam around. No, you, you follow the guides of the person that does this every day and it's going to provide you with the experience. You it's going to show you all the nice little but things. You see, that's the problem. The issue with people coming on, on busy nights yeah. and getting upset that they have to wait is like people going on a safari, jumping out of the vans slapping a fucking line in the face and then being upset that they got mauled. Like you're playing with fire. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. You yeah. want to come on a busy night at a hot restaurant that's fucking buzzing, you might have to wait. So this is the thing. Cause you see, we've committed ourselves to offering the industry perspective and then trying to understand the guest perspective. This is one, however, that I really cannot do because on rare occasion that I'm off on a Friday or Saturday, you know, busier nights in a restaurant, I don't go out to eat to a fucking restaurant. I don't. I refuse. That's pizza night. That's taco night. That's staying at home, chilling night. So maybe what would be cool to try is to say to yourself, listen, I want to go eat at this restaurant. Yo, maybe if you go to a restaurant that's, that's exciting and new and you go to it when it's not so busy, the food actually might be better. Because the, 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 the cooks aren't getting fucking slammed, right? And the service is unquestionably going to be better. I don't give a shit. The food, like I said, maybe. Who knows? But the service will undoubtedly be better on a slower, more chill night. But that's the issue in Miami, though. Busy nights are linked directly to party nights. Because people will use a, a, a fun restaurant experience to be like their pregame to go party. Mm -hmm. 
So how do you tell a group of fucking 10 idiots who want to come spend money at a restaurant and then go party to come to that restaurant on a Tuesday? So it's not so simple because the experience is linked to nightlife, especially yeah. if you work at a restaurant like ours that's open late. I mean, I understand. You want to come when it's buzzy because you want to ride that wave of drinks and food mm -hmm. into wherever nightclub or strip club, wherever the fuck you're going. But like I said, you know, you want to slap a lion in the face, you might get mauled, son. Yeah. But a couple of options for that. First, I have gone out on weekends to dine. But you know what I don't do? I don't go to dinner at 8 p.m. Now, I know that's not what you prefer. I know that you like the sun to be down yo, by the time you get dinner. Yo check, I gotta, <laughs> yo, check this shit out. Adrian and I go out to eat dinner occasionally when our schedules coincide. It's one of our favorite things to do, obviously. This motherfucker <laughs> likes to eat dinner at like 5 p.m. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Let's go eat dinner. Okay, fine. I'll compromise. Let's do seven, right? I like to I like to go out to dinner when it's dark out, when it's not a million fucking degrees, when I'm not sweating my fucking testiculos off, when I can fucking wear some nice cologne and, you know, wear something sleek and chill in an air-conditioned room. No, this motherfucker likes to... <laughs> I like to open the door 30 this minutes after opening. motherfucker likes to be standing outside the door like this. <laughs> when they open the door, the first thing they see is Adrian's face. I'm like, come on, man. But no, I, that's going to be tough for people. No, I understand that. No, I'm tough. not saying to arrive when the restaurant opens, which by the way, I, I don't necessarily do that most you don't, of the time. You don't However, necessarily not do it. Not do that. Double negative. <laughs> but try to play with your end times. If it's on the weekend, I try to go, if the restaurant open at 6, try to be there at 6.30. And just get all the way. If it's, you're truly there for the dining experience, just go there early. And even then, I'd rather go 7 or I push it to 7.30 because by the time you're done with your dinner, that's the time everything's getting nice and rowdy. And if you truly want to stay and have a good time and pre-game, just get up from the table and sit at the bar. And you can enjoy the, the whole experience, yeah. the whole ambience while sitting at the bar and bawling. You can do that. Yeah, That is not a problem. And also people need to understand, like you like you understand, like you mentioned, that yes, you want a pregame. Then go to a bar. Thank you. Before going to the club, you go to Thank you. a bar. And feel free to ask your server, oh, what's a very close by option for a nice bar or Thank a you. nice cool ambience? And I will gladly tell you what, what kind of music you're looking for, what kind of ambience you're looking for, what kind of drinks you're looking for. It happens for, all the time. And I'll tell you where to go. It happens all the time. Cool people are out on that busy night at the restaurant and, and they're even, they could even be a big party and uh, reasonable, considerate guests will be like, yo, but where we do go. we go after this? And then I'll be like, you know, they'll be like, oh, we're going to the club tonight, but it'll be like 10 o'clock. Right, you're not going to go to a club at 10, or maybe you. Because as soon as the club opens its doors, Adrian's going to be like, it's me. You go to a club, the club opens at 8, you'll be there at 8 by yourself on the dance floor. <laughs> so yeah, so they'll ask their server and we'll give them recommendations. Because again, being a good server entails knowing more about the restaurant and the lifestyle than just your menu. We got to cross this again because people will not eat at reasonable times. It's linked to nightlife. People want to party. Why do you think we have consistent days of vibes and attitudes and guest complaints? Because it's linked to nightlife. Yeah. This, this is definitely a topic we're going to have to touch is. again as to what things we servers can do to move the experience forward and how we can talk to guests to kind of get them going. Definitely a, a topic that we'll revisit yeah. again, again, and again. 
And to everybody else that's asking, why the hell such a long wait time? Just remember, the answer is... It's you. you. And that's our show. Thank you for listening. Tip your server. And we look forward to hosting you again real soon. Take care, everybody.